Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Siri. If you're new here, I welcome you to the show. I appreciate you stopping by. Uh, after you finish up with this episode, please scroll back to episodes numbers one and two, and that's where I'll lay out what uh, Left of Normal is all about and how understanding each other is the only way that we can build a better world. For the regular listeners, I appreciate your support. I see the downloads. I don't know exactly who is downloading, but I can see the number of them. Uh, when it comes to being left of normal, the hardest part of running this podcast is actually just getting the word out there and expanding the reach of it. It would mean a lot to me if you would help me out with just like a simple five-star review with whatever platform you happen to be listening on and then share this with a friend that you think would get some value from it all right so last week we talked to shane fichter he was on as the guest shane is like the master of mindset and he has an incredible story which i get the honor of writing his book so I'll let you guys know when that comes out so we can all read it together. This week, we're going to take a little bit of a look at the terminology behind autism spectrum disorder and Asperger's syndrome, and why I think they are bofunk and should not be used. But first, story time. A couple weeks ago, my family and I, we headed up to Lake Elmo. Uh, for those unfamiliar, it's, it's a small man-made lake in the Billings Heights. It has a little beach area with some sand, a couple fishing docks, and there's a pathway that you can walk all the way around the lake. It's a pretty popular spot, especially in the summer where people go and they float and swim and just overall recreate and hang out. I don't believe I was swimming on this particular day because I arrived a little bit later and so I was just kind of enjoying the afternoon and sitting in the shade because I don't want to sit in the sun. And because it's hot out and you tend to get a little dirty when you head to the lake, I threw on an older sun shirt. It's a long sleeve thing with a hood that protects my sensitive ginger skin. As we all know, gingers continually lose their souls to the radiation emitted from the sun, and that's why we have to eat the souls of others. We're merely replenishing and just trying to stay alive here. Anyway, that, that sun shirt, it's like incredibly old. It's not incredibly old, but it's incredibly well-worn. It has like some fish gut stains on it. I think there's like a sap stain on the back. I don't exactly know what that is, but it won't come out. The cuffs are fraying a bit, and it's kind of stretched out. In other words, it's not something you would wear to look nice. It's so something you wear to keep those evil sunbeams from touching the body. So I walk into the bathroom, and there's a boy in there, maybe, I don't know, 14, 15 years old. And I, I really don't have any idea. I didn't look at him that closely. Anyway, as I stroll in, he's finishing up. He looks over at me, and he says, nice shirt. But he said it kind of quietly, and because of the aforementioned uh, description of the shirt, I wasn't 100% that was actually what he said. So I thought I heard nice shirt, but then immediately my mind goes into overdrive, trying to think 
what he actually said, because the shirt I was wearing was far from nice. And so I just kind of gave a little half smile and a little half nod, because I really didn't want to start a conversation with anyone, let alone a teenage boy in a men's bathroom. He gave a little huff and he says, you're welcome, as he strolls out the door. Now, I don't know if there's really a social rule I missed with that one, but everything that I kind of played through, all my uh, scenarios, said I did mostly the right thing. Maybe this dude was just weird. Anyway, let's dip back even farther into a story from my childhood. One that I know I missed a social cue. And actually, the social cue was uh, sarcasm presented to me by somebody I didn't really expect sarcasm from. I don't really remember how old I was, somewhere around 10 or 11 years old. Now, back in these days, there was sunscreen and there's suntan lotion. I don't know if there's suntan lotion anymore. This is the stuff that was like SPF 8 or maybe 15. It kind of blocked the sun, but really not all of the sun. Yeah, it was pretty pointless stuff, really. So what, for whatever reason, we actually had some of this suntan lotion, and my mom absolutely hated it. She wanted us to lather up with sunscreen that was like SPF 30 or 50 or 1,000 or whatever. And it was always the cheapest stuff possible. I, if you remember, I don't know if they have the brand anymore. It's called No Ad. Uh, just stood for Not Advertised. It smelled really bad and you could never fully rub it in and just felt like you coated yourself with oil. So I mostly, and my brothers mostly, would just use the SPF 15 because it was name brand and it rubbed in a little better and it was easier to apply. I grabbed that bottle and my mom kind of rolled her eyes a little bit and I slathered up my body with the suntan lotion in order to prevent massive burnage. It wore off super quick and I'd just get burned anyway, but and then I pick up the sunscreen, and I put that on my ears and my face area, probably my neck a little bit. So my reasoning was that my body is a little bit more rugged or maybe tougher, and it could handle a small burn if I got one. But my face had more sensitive skin, and I can always cover a sunburn with a shirt, but it's harder to hide skin that's peeling off your face. So I, I just didn't want to burn up there. And my mom kind of looks at me disgustedly and says, oh, what is it, not cool to tan on your face? Completely missing the sarcasm, where what she really meant was, you should be using the sunscreen on your entire body and not just your face because skin cancer can develop anywhere. What I heard her say was, why would you use two different types of sunblock? Why not just use the suntan lotion on your face as well as your body? So I don't fully recall if I even said anything in response, but I think I said something along the lines of, my face is more sensitive and I don't want to get any sort of burn on it. Likely not so eloquently, probably more along the lines of, I don't want to burn on my face. And honestly, it, could, it took me like a couple decades to finally figure out what she really meant by what? Is it not cool to tan on your face? So two 
anecdotal stories on how left of normals can sometimes miss social cues. And what ends up happening is we are busy trying to figure out what someone meant with their words, and then we come across as rude or standoffish. And something that I am sure has been a detriment to me, especially when it comes to running a business. But our quirks don't always stop at social interactions. All while growing up, I was considered to be a picky eater. I just knew certain foods were gross and I didn't want to eat them. And a lot of, some of it is texture. Some of it is a food that crunches when I don't think it should crunch or it doesn't crunch when it should. And I learned as an adult, a lot of my picky eateredness was actually because my mom was just not a very good cook and most of our foods were plain and boring. Anymore, I still have a, a few foods I deem to be just absolutely nasty, but I also have about a hundred times as many spices in my spice cabinet as we did while growing up. So I'm actually, I think I'm fairly good eater now. Anyway, most left of normals also have loud sensitivities to loud noises. I'm fine with them if I can control them or I understand the source and the cause i.e. fireworks or turning really crappy techno music up really, really loud while I drive around in my Honda 1997 Honda shitbox. It, that Honda is something I've hung on to for financial reasons, but also because I know the vehicle and I'm comfortable in it. So this is all to say that I'm one of many people with varying levels of quirks with autism spectrum disorder a term that I absolutely despise because it brands the person as what I see as less than human. There's something wrong with them, that's the disorder part, and they shouldn't be like that, hence the label, and it makes them to be not as good as, well, their normie counterpart. And that's why I lean more towards the Asperger's definition, but this too is fully titled Asperger's Syndrome, a word that's slightly less derogatory than disorder, but still a label that I feel stamps someone as not quite good enough. Where naturally normal people that don't have the label are fall into that good enough category. So for this podcast and the bulk of the community stuff that I post, I choose the term left of normal. Because on the spectrum, I feel I'm just left of normal on, a, on the spectrum that has a arbitrary beginning and ending. Now, if you follow the Facebook community, I posted on July 18th a link to a publication which talks about this very thing. Where does normal begin and end? Where is one or two standard deviations from that mean? Which, if you know your statistics, you know that 68.2% of people fall within one standard deviation and 95.4 people fall within two standard deviations. Am I within one standard deviation? Within two? Three? Who's to say where the cutoff is and where abnormal begins. 
someone with zero social skills but loves people and loves to talk in other words basically the opposite of someone labeled with autism spectrum disorder they are considered to be a people person and their quirks are often celebrated someone that prefers to be alone doesn't talk too much and also has no social skills is a deviant they need to be reformed to come out of their shell and open up they need to be brought back to normal autism is a thing there are physical differences in the brain of somebody with autism versus a normie whether these differences are outside that normal variance is entirely arbitrary to consider the a disorder or the slightly better idea of having a syndrome doesn't help to include them with everyone else but it only serves to isolate label and make excuses for why they don't have to be treated the same as the normies and of course a lot of normies try to pass those off on the spectrum as having superpowers and being amazing and great and all sorts of words that really only serve to make themselves feel better about not being autistic I've never felt autism is a superpower unless maybe that superpower is only being used to work against me and making a lot of things about 10 times harder than they should be but that's a discussion for another time for now you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right and if it feels right then it must be left thanks for tuning in don't forget to like comment and subscribe please join the facebook community community and feel free to ask questions remember that we are fully aware of our shortcomings we don't need more awareness about this disorder just we just need acceptance and of course share this with your friends whether they are left normies or right